Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Foss & Company's Tax Credits today. For this episode, we're delving into a topic that not only preserves our architectural legacy as a country, but also has wide-ranging benefits for communities across the United States. Historic Tax Credits, or HTCs. My name is Raven Williams, and I am a portfolio manager within FOSS. As a portfolio manager, I work closely with developers and investors to monitor project performance throughout the HTC compliance period, beginning with construction through lease-up and into stabilization. Joining me is Don McMaster, who is an underwriter here at FOSS. Welcome, Don. Can you tell us more about what you do? Thank you, Raven. I am happy to be here. As Raven mentioned, my name is Don McMaster, and I work on the underwriting team here at Boston Company, specifically on the analysis and onboarding of new historic tax credit projects throughout the country. Awesome. Well, let's get started. Um, Can we start with the basics? Can you explain what historic tax credits are and how they operate on the federal level? Sure. The historic tax credit program was created by the federal government to incentivize developers to rehabilitate and preserve historic buildings throughout the country. And what the program does is it allows for property owners to claim federal tax credits on their annual tax returns, which are equal to a percentage of qualified expenses incurred during the restoration of the historic building. And the program is administered jointly by the Internal Revenue Service and the National Park Service. And the National Park Service is the federal agency that designates which buildings are considered historic and reviews and approves construction plans so that these buildings maintain their historic characteristics once completed. That's a great overview. Now, what are the key benefits for property owners and developers at the federal level? So at the federal level, uh, property owners can claim a tax credit covering up to 20% of qualified rehab expenses for income-producing historic properties, and this can significantly offset cost of rehabilitation to make projects financially viable for the owners. Awesome. How do state-level historic credits complement the federal program? So, yeah, many states uh, in the country have their own specific program, I believe, at the current the current count is 38 states. Uh, And so owners can utilize both the federal tax credits and state tax credits uh, to work in tandem uh, with each other. And so state programs can provide additional incentives, sometimes covering a higher percentage of the rehab costs. Uh, sometimes they have something to do with the what type of property it is or whether or not the property is abandoned. And we encourage any of our listeners to uh, go online and, and, and search or talk with uh, a professional at Boston Company, for example. Uh, we, we can guide them in, in their in their searches. Uh, but many of our property developers will use both federal and state tax credits together, which often make up a significant portion of the capital stack. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a powerful incentive for property owners. Now, let's explore the broader impact. What are the economic benefits for communities? Yeah, so historic preservation projects, uh, they often will stimulate local economies and they create jobs. Uh, They create jobs in construction, architecture, uh, related fields. Uh, They generate economic activity through increased spending in the surrounding area uh, from tourism or or new residents and businesses attracted to that neighborhood. Uh, One thing I've noticed is that many of our projects uh, are located in secondary and tertiary markets. Uh, So you're not often seeing projects in the Manhattans or the Miamis or the Chicago's. Well, they do happen, but I do think a lot of our projects you're going to see in these markets that were you know, bustling markets 
50, 100 years ago, uh, and many of those buildings are now obsolete. And so this program is really great, and it allows developers to come in and incentivizes them to invest in these communities, and these communities then grow as a result. So one example I like to give people is when I first started at Boston Company, I did a site visit to Danville, Virginia, which I had never really heard of before, and, and no offense to the good people of Danville. I've been a sheltered Northeasterner my, my entire life. But when I got there, you realize that much of the town is made up of old historic buildings that have been revitalized through this tax credit program. And I since came to learn that the city was once a bustling center of the tobacco industry in the Civil War era. And many of those buildings became abandoned when the tobacco industry slowed. But because of the HTC program, developers found value in coming back into the city to redevelop these buildings into multifamily buildings, commercial buildings with bars and restaurants and entertainment centers. Uh, and it was a fairly vibrant economy. Great, great. It's clear that this has a ripple effect on the economy. What about the social benefits? How does historic tax credit preservation contribute to community well-being? Well, you know, in my opinion, preserving historic buildings, it helps maintain a sense of continuity and identity in, in a community. Uh, it, it allows us to connect to to a community's past. Uh, I think we, a lot of us uh, in the development field, tire of seeing these these new construction uh, cookie cutter buildings that go up that we all know that seem to look exactly alike. And you know, the the HTC projects that we that we do, uh, you know, are, are fairly unique in that they tie to a community's past, uh, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it also provides opportunities for cultural and educational experiences as historic properties often serve as museums, event spaces, or community centers. So I think both from a, an economic perspective, but also from a social perspective, it's a fairly rewarding program. So it seems like the HTC is really a community revitalization tax credit. Uh, this is true. Uh, many times old manufacturing or warehouse buildings are clustered in a single neighborhood. Uh, and when those buildings become obsolete, they are abandoned. Uh, you see increase in crime. Uh, you, you see a decrease in property values. Uh, and there's an overall downward spiral in that area for the community. And so the HTC investment makes it economically viable for these buildings to be improved. And once again, uh, be a positive contributor to, to that community where they are located. So once a single historic building is is rehabbed, it tends to have a snowball effect. And before you know it, uh, what was originally an abandoned building that was surrounded by other abandoned buildings or surrounded by uh, an empty parking lot uh, can become a popular, unique uh, destination in a neighborhood. And one one example I like to give people who live in Charlotte is Optimus Hall. And those of us who have who have been to Optimus Hall. Uh, We'll know that it's a it's a fairly popular destination that includes a food hall and, and bars and restaurants. And when we invested in that uh, several years back, it was kind of on an island. And if you go there now, you see four or five different multifamily projects have been constructed around it. So not only is the property now a self-sustaining economy in the sense that you now have several residential buildings worth of potential customers that essentially live next door, but our investment in that project really created a fun entertainment destination in the Charlotte market. We've also seen cities with entire areas designated as warehouse districts, where only 10 years ago, these areas were abandoned and unsafe and generally just a drag on the local economy, but are now full of restaurants and retail shops, apartment buildings, bars and breweries. And these areas are now safer and they're actually popular sought out living destinations for prospective renters. 
Great, great. Yeah, so those are very valuable points. And I can definitely co-sign on Optimus Hall as someone who frequents that location on a regular basis. Um, So now let's touch on the benefits to tax equity investors. How do they play a role in this? Well, the money's got to come from somewhere and tax equity investors provide that upfront capital necessary for the rehabilitation of these projects. And so this arrangement allows us to connect uh, those that have a large tax burden uh, with folks looking for money who maybe don't need uh, the the tax credits for themselves. So many of our developers, uh, they don't need these tax credits. Uh, and many of our investors, they they absolutely do need the tax credits and you know both at the federal and the state level. So it's it's a it's a very nice symbiotic marriage of of two of two different parties uh, that allows for these investments to occur. Uh, and it it really is a win-win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It definitely sounds like a win-win situation for all parties involved. Um, what about the local benefits? How do historic tax credits impact neighborhoods and cities on a more localized scale? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned earlier with a couple examples, uh, it, it really is a catalyst for neighborhood revitalization. Uh, it, it leads to increased property values. It, at least, it leads to new residents and businesses coming to the area. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I think the real rewarding benefit of this program is the fact that this revitalization is occurring in these secondary and tertiary markets uh, that needed it, right? Like you're not you're not seeing uh, these pro- projects go into those large major metropolitan areas, although they do happen. But the vast majority of our deals are are really propping up uh, and, and helping uh, revitalize these, these towns uh, into a, a new self-sustaining and, and newly booming economy. And additionally, I think it helps combat urban sprawl by promoting the reuse of existing buildings uh, rather than the construction of new ones. Right, Don, that's a great comprehensive overview of the benefits. Before we wrap up, is there any advice you'd offer to property owners, developers, or tax equity investors interested in utilizing historic tax credits? Yeah. So for property owners and developers, it's crucial to engage with experienced professionals, uh, including architects, uh, tax credit specialists such as FOSS, who are well versed in historic preservation and tax incentives. I would familiarize yourself with specific requirements of both federal and state programs as compliance is, uh, is essential for claiming these credits. And for tax equity investors, uh, consider partnering yourself with an experienced tax credit professional such as FOSS. Uh, who have extensive developer relations and a track record of managing successful historic preservation projects. When we look at these, you know, FOSS conducts a thorough due diligence uh, on potential projects to ensure that they align with our investors' goals and risk tolerance. And we also understand the tax implications and benefits associated with their investment in historic properties. And we partner with uh, investors through every step of the process. So it's a one-stop shop and it's, uh, by all accounts, a fairly smooth process This has been excellent advice. Thank you so much, Don, for shedding light on this important topic. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on Foss & Company's tax credits today. Remember, preserving our past not only honors our history, but also paves the way for vibrant and thriving communities in the future. Until next time, take care.